If you want more from Dee and her sister and partner in crime, Rhonda, check out Switchblade Sisters Social Club, a true crime podcast where two sisters exploit their worst fears for your entertainment. You're welcome. And my name is Dee, and I'm here with Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Dee. Hi, everyone. We're about to launch our season two of our podcast. In the run-up to it, we thought we'd make this little mini-series. Both of us identify as empaths, so we wanted to make this little mini-series on the topic of empaths and different things relating to being an empath. Today, Tracy is going to be guiding us through being an empath during these ongoing and everlasting and reoccurring lockdowns. Oh, just that word, day. Oh, I, think we're I all know. Fed up of hearing lockdown, COVID, pandemic. It's been a very tricky time. And it so has. we were chatting, weren't we, about what it means to be an empath during this time. And as we leave lockdown as well, Dee will be doing another episode on being an empath leaving lockdown because there's two major life changes here. How to be reintroduced into society because, to be honest, it's a bit intimidating the thought of going out and doing things and being in large crowds and so forth. I mean, these are things that as empaths, we normally have to prepare quite um prepare for and then recover from quite strictly lots of self-care and so forth and so doing them all when we haven't done them for so long um yeah so we'll be discussing that in the final episode of our mini series oh, and then we start season two of our podcast what have we got Dean? season two? Oh, we're talking about crystals more in detail tarot numerology shadow work basically all the topics that kind of came up in season one that sent us on different rabbit holes and we wanted to share them all with you. So So lots to talk about in season Mm. two, but we skipped the most important thing of all. And because we didn't want to mention the COVID word too much, I know this is an escape for most people. It is important to recognize and acknowledge, accept, reflect all these important words in what is happening right now. We're in a pandemic never seen before throughout history in this way, in this lifetime. And so today, thought it was important to talk about what lockdown has been like a crazy journey is one phrase that comes to mind how it's affected us from an empath point of view and if you have skipped to this episode straight away and you're not quite sure what an empath is or it means please go back to our first episode in this series where we talk about what an empath is we are living in the UK we have undergone for those of you that don't know three lockdowns so far where we have been told to stay at home we're allowed out for exercise and in this lockdown although our rules change during each one it's a very complicated process a lot of shops are shut only essential shops are opening essential business we're only allowed out for essential exercise this is a proper lockdown in one way it's been nice to have these little breaks in between our lockdowns where reality kind of resumes back to normal business is open but then we're thrown back into another lockdown it's been a crazy roller coaster living through COVID, social distancing, and being an empath. There's a lot to talk about, and hopefully, hearing our experiences of this will make you feel less alone 
and I've got some tips and tricks as well as to how we can cope being in lockdown as an empath too. There's been a steep learning curve, hasn't there? Like, you know, just learning how to permanently deal with that level of uncertainty and that level of things being so far out of your control. We've all had to learn how to be so flexible and so resilient. And it's tough, isn't it? Very tough. It's very hard to process. As an empath in a real world, some of the feelings you're getting, you don't know if they're yours, your neighbours, your friends. It's very hard to process your emotions without a pandemic. So Dee, you're an empath. Go back to March 2020. There was a time when Boris Johnson, I remember him clearly on my TV, he was stood at a podium with the great British flag behind him, announcing that we were going to go into a lockdown. And it makes me emotional saying this, but he said that we were going to lose a lot of loved ones before their time. Now, I remember that day very clearly. I've talked before about how I take snapshots in my memory, which is why it makes me feel sad when I think about it. How does that make you feel? Oh, it's so emotional. Both of us are welling up a bit, aren't we? And um, yeah, it was tough. Like, I remember that I felt we had predicted that that he was going to announce a lockdown. I'd been following what was happening in Italy, which had a lockdown before we did. I was preparing myself for that. I'm Palestinian, so we're familiar with the, the curfews and the whatnots. We experienced them before. But yeah, that line was heartbreaking. But in all honesty, I feel emotionally this lockdown, this third lockdown that we're in at the moment is the hardest because I feel like last March when that first lockdown was announced, we really thought it would be over soon. We really didn't think it was going to be as big a thing as it was. And we didn't have a year of it behind us. As an empath, you're struggling with it yourself. And then everyone you talk to on Zoom, on the phone or whatever, everyone that you're interacting with is also having their own personal struggles. It feels intensified because they're ones that you can relate to because you're going through something very similar as well. So it just feels like it's sort of a vicious circle of your feelings, their feelings, your feelings, their feelings, and everything amplifying. And I think for everyone, when the first lockdown was announced, we all thought it would be a temporary thing. News, media exaggerate things as well. We're a year later now, and it's still... We're still in a lockdown, although a lot's happened since then. And I think, like Dee said, this lockdown's very different to the first. It's just good to reflect back on where we were at that point. How did we process it? How did we behave? Were we running to Tesco grabbing toilet paper in the need for control? As an empath, as a sensitive person, were you a little bit more like, oh, actually, I feel like I need to shut myself away from this right now. I can't deal with it. I need some quiet time. Do you already have your boundaries in place? Have a little reflection on where were you in March 2020? How did you react? What did you do? How did you feel? I missed the whole of the first lockdown. I was like little sleeping beauty in my bed, chronically ill with COVID, and didn't process any of it at all. My main focus was just to get better. So it's interesting to know, Dee, how you felt. And I'm interested to know how others felt. So please share. I definitely felt like as an empath, I'd lost my light. I kept saying to people, I've lost my light, I've lost my positivity, I've lost my happiness. In November, Boris announced lockdown circuit breaker number two, where the cases had started to rise. And as a business, a gift shop business, November is my busiest month of the year for Christmas. It takes 
25 to 30% of my turnover for the whole year. It was catastrophic. It was the worst thing that could possibly happen him announcing that we have to close our doors for November. But on a personal level, when I closed my shop door, I was, thank goodness, I need a rest from people, from this world. I was starting to feel very unsafe again. I was starting to feel very frightened of getting the virus again and starting to feel very overwhelmed. And so lockdown from a business level was catastrophic, but it started to make me see my values a little bit as a person without the influence of my business, of others. And as an empath, it's been a very different journey from my usual life of actually, I can clearly see there's layers to this and there's sections. This is me and this is my feelings that I can distinguish because I am getting a lot of quiet time. This is business Tracy and this is her morals and motives. And this is other people's feelings. You raised such an interesting point there that for business Tracy, the second lockdown in particular was a disaster for your business yeah but on a personal note you were really grateful for it it felt like it was going to get it back under control again so yeah I think a lot of people are dealing with that cognitive dissonance where fancy word right where we've got contradicting beliefs that we're trying to process so on the one hand closing down going into this lockdown is going to be a disaster for my business On the other hand, going into lockdown is good because hopefully it'll ease the spread of this pandemic. A lot of empaths are starting to realise, hey, this is good for us. We've processed the awfulness of what's happening in the world. It's awful news and it's terrible. Now we've adjusted to this new way of life. This is working out well. When else do we have the perfect excuse to say, sorry, can't go out today. Boris said we're not allowed to. We have to spend time in our houses without the FOMO, the fear of missing out or letting people down or saying no to something we don't want to do. We're told to stay away from crowds and busy places. As an empath, that is just the perfect world, right? And we're being told to do it. We've got so many friends who are missing parties and going to the pub. And I do actually kind of miss gigs, but then I I don't go to like big gigs anyways. So they're a bit more, you know, tolerable for me. But I tell you what, though, I miss my people. I miss being with my people so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the third stage I think we're at as an empath. I think stage one and two, very much about processing, adjusting, seeing the positive, thinking, actually, this is good. This gives me the time as an empath to really reflect and have some quiet downtime and get to know me. We're not saying that you have to be an empath to have empathy for the people that have really suffered and struggled during this pandemic. So please don't think we're saying that. It's just that as an empath, we process it differently. And, And we're just talking about our experiences like you said, Tracy, in the hope that if you relate, it gives you a bit more strength to sort of carry on through this difficult time, right? Maybe you're listening to this thinking, I dealt with this really emotionally. I felt people's pain through this pandemic, people that I haven't met or know or seen those death rates or hearing stories or just feeling a little bit off your usual sense of self. Maybe you're really coming to a realisation that maybe yourself you are a little bit more empathetic or sensitive. Maybe you are an empath or a light worker or on more of a spiritual level. And I think a lot of people have turned to religion, faith, spirituality, 
maybe getting to know your sense of self throughout this whole journey. It's been an interesting ride. And hopefully we can take some values and lessons from it. It's such a good reflection time. But one of the most exciting realisations for me on this lockdown journey as an empath is that I have shut myself away in the third lockdown. I have meditated. I've had very early nights. I've had a lot of peace and quiet. Third lockdown, I thought, right, third time lucky day. I don't know about you. I'm going to do this right now because when the other lockdowns ended and I'm thrown back into the world of work, I feel like I haven't rested properly. I haven't done half the hobbies that I wanted to start. I say to people, make the most of this time. You will never get it again. So make the most of the peace and the quiet because we do know that last summer, when it gets lifted, it's going to be busy. It's funny that you say that, Tracy, because I feel like this lockdown, I've handled it completely differently to you because, you know, we're all all dealing with it differently. And I've kind of just thrown myself into work. I'm doing a lot more hours because I'm so sick of sitting on my sofa and watching Netflix. I'm not entirely sure if it's healthy or not, but like I'm working a lot at weekends because I can't do what I want to do. So I'm like, oh, do you know what? I might as well do some work. I'm self-employed so I can do that. So it just shows that we we're handling it differently. He is a fire sign though. So an empath fire sign means you still need projects. You still need things to do. You still need your purpose and your drive. Maybe why are you still Maybe. working at weekends, which is very naughty day. But I just feel like at the moment, I just need the distraction and nothing else is giving that to me. I wanted to share with you something else. I've tried to be a little bit more in touch. There's been lessons down this journey of listening to my spirit, my soul, my guidance, not to go too woo-woo on you, but definitely chilling out my brain a little bit and going more on intuition and finding that peace so that I do make the most of this time and not have regret for when I go back into the world. And I found something really, I don't know whether this is good or bad today, but given that I'm an empath who thought that a lot of my anxieties, troubles, worries, upset, anger, stress was other people's, now that I'm in a world where I can say I haven't been to the supermarket or around anyone for about three months now, I'm still feeling my empath woes. I'm still tapping into empath energy and I'm still feeling like I'm spiritually sensitive to something. And that to me is really interesting as an empath. Are we feeling empathetic or the energy of people on a one-on-one contact? Or is there more to it than just being around people? And I don't want to sound too, like I've gone too off the rails here, but as an empath, Do we feel the energy of the earth, of the world? I think it's Jung who believes that there's a collective consciousness. I've probably got that theory completely wrong, but I wonder if you're tapping into the collective concerns and woes and emotions, because it's so strong at the moment, isn't it? The thing that I struggle with is that when you have moments of stress or anxiety or whatever, you might turn to a friend to lift you up and to be some light relief But now at the moment, you turn to that friend and that friend is also struggling. It's really hard, isn't it, to find that light relief. It really has affected everyone differently, but it's affected everyone in some way. I cannot imagine that there's a soul on this earth that has not been affected in some way or had to be adapt or be flexible or had to change some element of their lifestyle as a result of COVID. The whole planet's affected 
as an empath, do you feel that? Do you sense that? There were days when I felt so poorly, I was convinced I had the virus again. And then the death figures would come out at over a thousand each day. And so it got to a point of I used to say to my partner, the death figures are going to be bad today because I can feel, I feel ill again. I can feel it. So there was a physical thing that I was getting. Maybe this is something that I'm picking up like a sponge, empaths are sponge. Maybe we are picking it up from the surroundings, from a spiritual level, from an empath level. Maybe I'm picking up on things that others aren't. This quiet time where I have no one else to blame, not a lot of outside influence. It's caused me to think maybe as an empath or a sensitive person, do we pick up on more? You know how we have the different types of empaths. We've got animal empaths, mm. spirit empaths. I think you are definitely an energy empath in that you mm. pick up the atmosphere and the energy even without someone talking. So mm. it doesn't surprise me. It should be okay. I'm not around people. This is my time. And actually, I'm feeling as an empath even more drained and stretched. Finishing on uh, another note, your tip, I would like to finish on my top tip of being an empath. Let's end on a high. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, surprise, surprise, Dee, check out our podcast, Surviving the Pandemic. We've talked about this more, haven't we? But mm. on a more self-care level, we do have a podcast on surviving the pandemic, surviving lockdown, lots of ideas in there of activities you can do, self-care. Check it out. I mean, basically, if you ask us almost any question, our answer is self-care. <laughs> self-care is key, isn't it? Second one is grab your protection crystals. If you're feeling a bit vulnerable, picking up on other people's vibes, the earth's vibe, sensitive to what's happening, needing help with anxiety. We've got left daylight. I've just got myself a massive slab <laughs> rock. Yeah. What would you call gonna, him, Dave? I was going to say, do you want to introduce Harry? This is Harry. He's named after, oh, he just jumped out my hand. <gasps> He's named after Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. He's Black Obsidian. I joke to do that he's actually the biggest crystal I've got. And I do not bond well with black stones, but it was suggested to me to get Black Obsidian. From Rebecca. The, um, Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. From the Temple of Cornwall. So that I bond with him because he just scared me a little bit. Named him Kit Harrington after... Uh, Game of Thrones because did you know Dee that Black Obsidian is Dragon's Glass in Game of Thrones so here's where I confess that I haven't seen Game <gasps> of Thrones but I, I will it's on the to-do list and I will keep an eye out for Dragon's Glass or whatever you just said yeah. <laughs> Black Obsidian is great for protecting against negativity psychic attack is one of the stronger protection stones so I have Harry with me have you got any good crystals Dee for protection, I really like my pointy, smoky quartz. And then I like to surround myself with the sort of happy, positive ones, the rose quartz and the citrine and so forth to keep my mood up because I find oh, that I can nice. very easily slip into a dark place because of all of these energies buzzing around. Anxiety. As an empath, I'm sure all of us relate that anxiety levels reach peak, whether we're in mm. and out of lockdown, whatever stage you're at. So practice some grounding techniques. We've got some good grounding meditations on our subscription service. Also, practice some grounding by just going for a walk in nature. 
which mm-hmm. I thought, hey, you know what, Earth? If you're going to meddle with me with your energies, then I'm going to get to know you. So I go for walks in the park, look at the trees and try and be mindful of that time outside. I agree with that totally. But what I would also like to say with regards to anxiety in general, not just, you know, here in this time of the pandemic, is that if you feel like you need to talk to someone, you know, a professional who's experienced with dealing with issues around anxiety, grieving, any kind of issue that you are struggling with, then we really recommend, don't we, to go and seek out some professional help. Go to your GP if you're in the UK. I don't know how it works in other countries or find one yourself on a reputable search database. I am happy to say that I've been to counseling on and off for many, many years now. And I don't know how people cope without counseling, to be honest. Life is hard sometimes, you know. Store-bought serotonin is totally acceptable. I'm on citalopram. It helps a lot. Like my, my anxiety and my depression is related to my periods and my hormones. So it's not something that I can change, unfortunately, in a quotation mark natural way. So I take medication for it and it helps in a way that I regret not going for help sooner. So when you're anxious to try something new like that, particularly counseling or therapy, you're anxious to start the thing which Mm. is supposed to help you being anxious. It's a vicious circle. Now is a better time more than ever to seek out these services. It's all on Zoom or interacting over the phone. Now is the best time to do it because you can do it from the comfort of your own home. I'm really fortunate as well in that I've got a a bunch of really close friends that I feel like I can talk about almost anything to. So at first I was a little bit like, well, what am I even going to talk about to a therapist that I can't talk to my friends about? But it is different. So even though I would talk about very similar issues and topics with my counselor as I would my friends, you talk to a counselor differently. For example, you don't sugarcoat it especially if you're an empath, you're so concerned about sharing your worries and your concerns with your friends because you don't want to make them upset. So you sugarcoat it. You automatically, when you're talking about your concerns and your problems and your anxieties, you want your friend to go away not worried about you. So you don't tell them how bad it is or you tell them like, oh, no, but it's okay. It's okay. It's not that bad. Or, you know, but I've got it sorted. Or you don't tell them at all because you don't want to worry them. Whereas with a counselor, you don't have that concern. So you can talk freely. If you are feeling anxious, angry, sad, whatever it is, talk about it, acknowledge it. It's okay, we're human, we're meant to have these feelings. Just like how if you hurt yourself physically, you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital. If you are in any kind of mental anguish or pain, then why not seek professional help? The next tip is also to practice either some sort of meditation, reflection, journaling exercise. Because Where can they find this, Tracy? Well, I have just place we have lots of meditation practice on our subscription service so practice meditation for reflection release maybe journaling just have that pause throughout the day where you just acknowledge where you're at right now we've got a bunch of free ones on our podcast and if you want to have more we do full moon and new moon guided meditations with journaling and so forth every full moon every new moon specifically for that full moon in whatever sign it is or that new moon in whatever sign it is so that it can become almost like a little ritual that you get in the habit of doing. You carve out that time to really sit and reflect and to look forward, which is really important. So finally, on an empath note, I just wanted to say, focus on your light, focus on being you. Don't let this time of anger, uncertainty, whatever you're feeling, turn you into something that you're not. 
don't let this lockdown change you. Focus on the light, day on mm-hmm. the positive. And you know what I'm going to say? Self-care, 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 self-care. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Perfect time to eat cheese. Whatever self-care might look like for you. For Tracy, it's cheese. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Our next episode in this Empath mini-series is a really exciting one. It's so cute because it is an interview that I did with Tracy in 2019 on my business podcast because I am a business consultant for Empath Entrepreneurs. And Tracy, this is the first time we did a podcast together, isn't it? We talked about being an empath entrepreneur, what that means. Like a throwback, isn't it, Dee? It is. All the way back to 2019. (laughs) Such a long time ago. Thanks for listening today, everyone. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed that and you want more from us, why don't you head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash we knew the moon, and check out some bonus content. Also, if you want to stay up to date, you can follow us on our Facebook page at we.new.com. If you could leave us a review on our Facebook page, that would mean a lot. Our Instagram handle is the same as our Facebook, at we.new.the.moon. We are on Twitter, at WeKnewTheMoon1. And we are also on Pinterest. Just search for WeKnewTheMoon. Finally, if you want lots more fun, moon info, and all things spiritual, plus our lovely shop, please visit our website, WeKnewTheMoon.co.uk. 